Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Theodis, Theodis, what's going on, man? What's up, Papa? How you doing? I'm in my vehicle. I thought this was strangely appropriate that today is all about disconnecting from technology to reconnect with what matters. And I was running late to get to the office because there was a traffic jam on my block where parents were dropping kids off to school. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start it from the car and then turn it over to you while I drive up to my office here. Well, you know, it's a little ironic because I was having tech issues this morning. And as you can see, my background is a little different I'm at, the, at the office. And I'm, this must be a touchy subject because I'm seeing more people on here than usual. So, yeah. So, so in case you guys are just here by accident, because there's a lot of people here watching on Facebook. Oh, look at my lighting. I look all halo-y. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, we're talking about disconnecting from tech to reconnect with what matters. This was a Theodis-generated topic. So Theodis, I'm going to turn it to you. I'll be off camera for a minute or two while I walk up into my office. I'll be back on camera in a sec. But uh, dude, I'm so excited about this because you know this is something I'm pretty passionate about. I spent an yes. entire year living without a cell phone. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But I want you to le- intro us. and wh- How did you pick this topic and where do we get started? And, and then I'll be right back. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I have... a. Uh... Very, 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 well, very, 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 uh, a super intimate relationship with tech and how it's had a profound effect on on my family. You know, when I first got into real estate, my kids were seven and two. Now they're 23 and 18. And it's interesting that, you know, one of the reasons I left my construction job was because I wanted to have more quality time with my family. I was making damn good money, full full benefits. It was, you know, it was like a dream job, but I was never home. And I understood that, you know, as a man in the family, you have to pay your dues, you have to provide for your family. I'm willing to do that. But I also believe there was another way to do it. And so when I first got into real estate, I had to learn tech. I didn't have a computer. I had a welding machine and I had all these tools, but I didn't have a computer. I didn't even have an email. I didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. So I had to immerse myself with just getting caught up with the basics so that I could actually do my business. And in doing that, um, I spent a lot of time, you know, I'm one of those guys where I love tech. I've always did, but I've always like had a, a healthy relationship with it. Like when I was a kid, if I wanted to play Pac-Man, I had to do my chores and do my homework before they let me on the Atari. And I've been playing with playing with games since Pong. Like Pong, I was trying to program on Commodore 64, Atari 2600, 5200, ColecoVision, Dreamcast, PlayStation 1, 2, all the Xboxes. So, you know, I guess you can say I'm kind of geeky. Um, but fast forward to the now, you know, one of the things that came up for me when I was in my business I remember interviewing a a top producer in our area. And, you know, as a new agent, if you don't have business or if you're wondering how people got there, if you're not talking to your top producers in your marketplace, I highly recommend it. So I was having this conversation with this lady and she's saying, you know, she has these files piled up on her desk and she's saying, you know what, the others, I had a great month. 
and I took my daughter shopping and I bought her some clothes and bought her some gifts. And she said, mommy, I don't want those things. I want your time. And that really resonated for me because at the time, my business was starting to explode. And here I am doing the same thing that I was doing in construction and real estate. So they, they say, wherever we go, we take us with us. So I left, I left uh, construction and then went to real estate and started doing the same thing. Well, that really resonated with me. So at the time, my kids were five and 10. And I said, you know, we're at the dinner table and we started doing role play. It was like, how do you see mommy and daddy? You know, so we're doing, we're imitating each other. And the kids did a, a version of me and it was, it hurt. It was humbling. It was funny. It was all of it. Basically, they did a version of me at the computer. I looked like a zombie at the computer that was, you know, ready for more brains, right? This is how my kids saw me. They saw me as daddy. He's working hard, but he's on the computer. And he looks like a zombie and he's hungry for more brains. So I was like, wow, that's that's not why I quit my my nine to five to to be looked at as a zombie looking for more brains. So what did we what we started doing was family night every Friday, no cell phones, everything shut off. We closed the blinds. You know, we just cut off from the world and it allowed us to you know, to be present with our kids' lives, you know, be present in that moment. Um, it allowed us to, you know, get closer. We watched, you know, Finding Nemo with blankies and popcorn and, and red vines. We played games. And the interesting effect that it had was it helped me determine who I really to, really wanted to work with because there were some clients that did not respect that quality time that I had on Fridays. They wanted me to leave those moments to go show them a house or stop what I was doing to, you know, put out whatever fire they were dealing with. And that helped me understand, you know what? I don't need to work with that person. And even the agents, you know, in my marketplace, they say, hey, Thias, what's going on? You know, they, I'll let everyone know, hey, family night, this is really important to me. This is what I do on Fridays. If I don't hit you right back, don't take it personal. Right. But 20, 13 years later, people still call me like, hey, the eyes, I know it's family night. Just check in. If, if you're available, call me back. If not, you know, call me back the next day. So that was a interesting effect that, you know, just making that one decision to do family night with the kids. Over time, what it did is it helped me find out what type of person I really want to work with. It helped me identify who respected family, who didn't. And the people who didn't respect family, I just, you know, it's not a perfect world. You can't just eliminate them altogether, but at least it let me know where they stood and how I can create healthy boundaries. Uh, Jesse, you, you, uh, where'd you, where'd you chime in at? I've been listening the whole time. I've been, uh, okay. I was, I'm, dude, I love this story and I love family night with your kids. And I love the fact that your clients are trained because one, I'm just going to say from a straight up uh, business standpoint, you're relatable when you have family night. It's not the opposite. It's not that people are, I'm not gonna work with the Odyssey. He, he hasn't, he hasn't, he takes time off on Friday nights to be with his kids. They're like, wow, 
I guarantee your clients are like, I want to work with this person who understands that family comes first. Truly. I think it's pretty cool. Right. Because what it does, it makes us not only a professional, but a, a human being. Not it does. We're not only a professional. We're not just a real estate agent. We're we're, we're a family man, or we're a family, and this person has values. So, it, what do you sell as a real estate agent? You sell home, not homes with an S. You sell mm-hmm. home where your mm-hmm. family is. Even if you don't have a family, I know we're not talking like protected classes and kids, people with kids and without kids. Not talking that. I'm talking. It's where people live. That is a home. If they have kids, cool. They connect. If they don't have kids, they still respect that you, that this is, you're a whole person. Exactly. And it's, you know, I say all the time that homes sell themselves. We just need to help them along, understand the process. So in doing that, we have so many opportunities to connect with people, but it's hard to do that when we're like this. Now think about it. I was looking this up and look, these are certain things that when I, when I say them, what comes to mind? Withdrawal, anger, tension, depression, irritability, restlessness. What comes to mind? Mm -hmm. Addiction. Right. Right. And, but you know what? These are some of the things that came up as, as symptoms of, Overusage of the cell phone, right? Overusage of the cell phone. And for some of you guys who don't know me, I have an intimate relationship with self-medication and addiction. I'm in recovery and, you know, party like a rock star, drank like a sailor, and I smoked cigarettes for 20 years. So I just want to say I do qualify when I say that. With, with that, what I just read off are the same system symptoms of a drug addict and an alcoholic. And then they even said that cell phone, over cell phone usage has physical effects like eye strain. They have a, a term called text neck. <laughs> what is text neck? It's, it's something about being in looking this- down. In this position, and there's like a neural thing that's, you know, we usually when we're depressed, we put our head down. And because we're in this position for so long, it tells the body to, you know, wow. kind of shut down. I, I never thought of, all right, let, let's do it. Let's do a be honest, right? I only got a couple of y'all on camera, Robert and Dan, if anyone else wants to turn their camera on for this one, they got to be honest. Otherwise, even if you're listening to the recording later, I want you to put your hand up in, in an, even with your camera off as an honest like assessment of yourself here. How many of you in the last few months, let's even go a few months back, have caught yourself walking down the street while texting at the same time? Be honest. Yeah. Okay. What purpose is there to be texting while walking? It is no more efficient and, and probably pretty dangerous. Okay. I'm not even going to ask about how many of y'all text while driving. Cause I know you all do. Okay. But I'm talking walking, physically walking, like somehow, anyway, I just, I'm not, I know we're preaching to the choir theodist and I want to make sure we highlight some of the actionable things as well. Cause I want to go backwards. You said family night. So what were the hours? What was the framework? Let's put some, let's start to give people some actionable takeaways. They can, they can try out some of these things. What, what well, was family night? The family nights, uh, we just shut down at five, uh, four thirty on every Friday, every Friday, and it got to the point where I eat a lot healthier then. But then it was like that's when it, we was eating chili dogs or you know root beer floats or you know we were having fun with the kids. We we do the same thing now, but it's you know it's healthier, of course. 
Um, but I would like to fast forward. Like that's when they were like when they were kids. But guess what we do now? Now we meet every week as a family. The same same kids now 18 and 23. We have family meetings at the table on the floor. And it's one of those things where it's not a situation where anyone gets in trouble. It's to say, hey, whatever is on your heart, what's on your mind, bring it to the table. It's a safe place. And if you have kids or you have people that are close to you, it's really important for us to create a safe environment. And in order to do that, we can't be checking our notifications or be on social media at the same time. So it allows us to have like a genuine moment together. Sometimes my 18-year-old 18-year-old leads the uh, the meeting with a, 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 a with a meditation. Sometimes my daughter says, "What's the first word that comes to mind? Let's explore it." So we're, we're playing these games with just being together in the moment, but yet we've created this inertia and, and this momentum with our kids way back when they were five and ten. Now they're young adults and they appreciate this time that we are taking out as a family to reconnect because their world is a lot different than ours. And in order for me to continue to be a relevant father, I want to be a student of their world and understanding them more. But I have to create an environment so I can get the real stuff, not just the stuff they cherry pick and give to us so that we, they can shoe us off. I I love there, I just want to go back and re-listen to that last one minute and a half over and over again so I can internalize it, Theodore. Seriously, that was, anyone who's got kids, I hope that just connected with you. That was I love that. All right, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it to be the actionable because this is our mindset Monday call, and I love where we're going. But I want to continue to give some framework because some of you guys, if you're nodding your head, going, "Yep, I love it," it's putting it into action that where you might stumble. And some of you are like. I don't even know if I agree with you because aren't we as real estate agents supposed to answer our phone all the time? I'm going to be really transparent and say, yes, you're supposed to answer your phone all the time. It's how you make money, except when you're not answering your phone. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? When you're working, Absolutely. you answer your phone, right? Some of y'all don't even answer your phone, which cracks me up as agents. I try to get a hold of y'all. You're like voicemail, voicemail. You only text and DM. That's cool. You only text with your clients. It's cool. Some of them still do use the phone, but, uh, when you're not on your phone, that's when you want to have these boundaries. So where do the cell phones go, Theodos, when you do Friday night, family night, where do your cell phones go? They go off and they go into the other room. Like there, there's, there's no like, all right, you know, it's in the pocket, but on vibrate. That doesn't count. <laughs> can, can I explain why it goes in the other room? We're going to put this in the context of addiction. And I'm not, I'm not preaching at you guys. Trust me, guys. Yes. I have the same challenge as you do. Yep. We all have the same challenge. Everyone, if I had told you to hold your, hold your phone right now, I'm not going to make you do it because some of you can't even resist. If I told you to hold your phone, you would physically, if you just held it, and as I'm talking about it, it's probably making you want to check and see if you got new text messages. Just as I'm talking about it, just the mm-hmm. physical act of holding it will make you want to check. Oh, you click on it. Oh, I got a new text. I got one from, from Kim. Oh, right. Like it's hard to, we have this psychological wiring. And the reason why it goes in the other room is because it doesn't trigger that response. Correct. The honest, if it was sitting in front of you, but shut off or in your pocket, you feel it, you'd get twitchy. You'd want to touch it. Correct. Right. And you still like, you know, to this day, even though I've been doing it for a while and I do it, I'm kind of like, Whoa, that's like phones in the other room. Like, Whoa, I need some water or something like, yeah. <laughs> That's normal. You yeah, should, right? you, you're going to feel that because we're hardwired at this point. We're not hardwired. We are softwired. We've been conditioned to be attached to our phone. So mm-hmm. I, I want you to finish the rest of your story, Theodis, but I want to jump in with one quick thing in case someone has never heard my background. I took a year off real estate, 2013, 2014. 
I know you remember this, the artist. I've been mm-hmm. doing this for like 18 years, almost 20 years. And uh, when the REO cycle was winding down, my wife and I moved to Thailand before we had kids, 2013, 2014. I didn't work for an entire year. I still sold houses in San Diego, even working one hour a week. That's a whole separate topic, right? That's on leverage. But I did not carry a cell phone for a year. Can any of you who are having trouble picturing a Friday night without a phone? I went a year without a cell phone. And the first few weeks were weird the next month, but it got easier and easier. And that shifted the way when Theodos said he had this topic. It's like, I know the power of what it feels like to actually be present in the moment because I didn't carry a phone for a year as an adult, not a child. Like... Have any of you, what's the longest any of you have gone? Type in the chat box. What's the longest any of you have gone without touching a cell phone? If I have more than like three days, I'll be impressed. Danny says one hour. Okay. <laughs> like other than when you're sleeping, Piotr said a week. That's like, it's hard in our day-to-day life, guys. One day said Petrina. Like I, guys, this is real. And I'm not trying to take away. The struggle is real. I'm not minimizing or mocking it. I changed my entire life and moved to another country to allow me to do it. So. Right. So Theodos, I got a couple more actionable things I want to dive in, but what else is your story you want to make sure you, you tell today? Because I know you got well, a long I, I just wanted to fast forward to one of our practices we do now. Now on Christmas Eve, we drive somewhere. And la- last year we did it in a cabin, no TV, no internet, um, no cell phone. We didn't use navigation. We actually printed out directions, right? When's the last time you printed out directions? When's the last time you got lost? You know what I mean? We got lost. Like, whoa, you know, like how, how do, how does that happen? Which is actually kind of fun in a yeah. way, right? I mean, I was like, wow, I haven't got lost in years. Like, this is cool. Like, let me just like, ooh, I don't think that's a private road. We don't want to go down that road. Like, let's turn around. Like, uh, so we got lost. Uh, we did all these things. We played Scramble. I have never played Scramble before, and I found out that I'm the three-letter champion. Dog, cat, <laughs> mop, you know, pet. <laughs> I'm the three-letter champion. Let's go. And then um, my daughter, she's like the combination queen. Like, she's just like, do-do-do. Next, you know, boom. She's like these combo words. And then, so, and, so we have so much fun playing Scramble, but what got weird Cause just like daddy used to fall asleep on finding Nemo, we're having this, all this fun. And I fell asleep and I woke up to like, whoa, my son was having this release. He was letting all this stuff off his chest. Next thing you know, my daughter is doing the same thing. And it got really emotional. It got really, really intense. And that let me know that, wow, the cell phones, they suppress a lot of stuff. You know, they suppress a lot of feelings. It made me think about when I used to smoke, when I'm happy, have a smoke, when I'm stressed, have a smoke, have a, I argue with my wife, have a smoke, when I had a drink, have a smoke, but I never really learned how to deal with how I was really feeling. And I'm noticing and that experience let me know that the cell phones create the same dynamic where we're feeling something, it's real easy to go on and fake like something or get lost in someone else's world or live someone else's life through social social media and not deal with how we're really feeling. And that's really the one of the points I wanted to make, Jesse, is these things suppress who we are. We forget what it feels like to be anxious or to like be angry without being able to 
like immediately make it go away by getting turning this thing on. It's truly, I, that's such a good point that I hadn't even considered. You see this all the time, Theodis. If you go out to a restaurant with someone, better if you don't want to judge yourself. I'm not saying judge people, just be observant. Watch other people in a restaurant, okay? If you watch two people and one person gets up and goes to the bathroom, what does the person who's still sitting at the table do within seconds? Grab a phone. You do it too, y'all. I know you do. Okay. I do it. And, but now I actually catch myself doing it and I, and I don't do it. Cause I'm like, what does it feel like just to sit here? What would it really be the end of the world? I mean, it's not like you're sitting with your partners going to the bathroom for 20 minutes. It's like, they're going to be gone for a minute and a half. Do you really need to like change your focus and go get into a conversation with someone on text or check social? Like right. The artist. Right. You, yeah. you know, I, I saw a situation where these, this cute couple sat next to my wife and I, um, obviously they were on a date. Right. But they both had their cell phones out at the table. I was like, I've been there. So I was, it helped me see myself. So I was like, okay. And this is where there's no judgment. Maybe they were dealing with some emotional family situation. Who the heck knows? Probably they weren't. Probably they were texting each other while sitting across from each other. That's what I always think about. Like they must be texting each other. (laughs) They don't even know how to talk. They're just, anyway. But all right. So, so can I give a little framework here? Do you want me to wait a few minutes before? No, no, they were good. We're good. I just want to, to, to throw out there, print out some directions, go on a trip without, without navigation, have fun with it. Dude, I love it. Cause you're rewiring pathways of your brain. If you all know that, like when you go to the grocery store, assuming you go to the grocery store, I use, I, I don't see eyes. Do you still go to the grocery store? I do. I like to shop. I'm weird. Yeah. I started using Instacart at the beginning of COVID. So I don't go to the, but like when I used to go to the grocery store, you walk through the aisles the same way every time, correct? You walk around the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I start in the produce section and then then I always get to get my fruits and veggies first. Yeah. You ever purposely try to walk a different way through the store? <laughs> try, try, try it out, dude. It, re, it, it wires new pathways in your brain and allows your brain to be more fluid. That's what you're doing when you're telling people to print out directions. It's actually good for your brain health. In addition to sanity and mindset and connection with others, it truly is good for your brain to go back and do something new. It is. All right, but here's my framework, ready? Because some of you guys, yeah. even if you're loving what we're saying, even if you're like the honest, preach it, man, I'm with you. You might still think, but how do I actually do this? Mm-hmm. Which is a natural thought to have. So right. here's how I started. I came up with a framework that worked for me. I'm talking about after Thailand, when I came back and I got a cell phone again and I bought a car and I did all, and I re-immersed myself back in Western culture. I had to create a framework that like, cause I got really attached to my cell phone and I went right back into it in that, in that addiction. So for me, what I found is I have two times a day that I don't carry my phone. They are 6 to 8 a.m. in the morning and 6 to eight a, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night. I bookend the day because it works for me. You don't have to do what I do. It just works for me. My cell phone literally goes in a drawer. And then over time, once I get comfortable with it, I don't always have to put it in a drawer. But then if I notice I'm getting slippery, we're like, I'll just look at it for a sec. Just, just, uh, just one text. Just, I'll be, I'll be right, Rich, one, one, yeah. one, one, just, I'll be right back, babe. And then 30 minutes later, I'm still on my phone, right? Or my mind is still in it. That's how I know it needs to go back in a drawer. You get, if you honest, you get that. You ever had that experience? You're like, I'm just, yep. just responding to this one, <laughs> just this one, just one message. I just, I just want to say, <laughs> right? All in. All in. Okay. So figure out some, some plan that works for you. Why did I do 6 to 8 a.m. in the morning? Theodis, do you ever have real estate emergencies that must be solved between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m.? Uh, well, they- Like that they, really, really, truly have to be solved during those two hours or like- No. Bad thing? No. No. Let's be honest, guys. Okay. So 
my clients know I don't answer the phone between six and eight. And sometimes I will check my phone. I'm, I'm a big kid. I can make my own decisions, but in general, that's my framework. And 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night. <gasps> but the honest, I don't answer my phone for 6 to 8 p.m. with clients during the week. Do you think I'm having terrible things happen in my, my real estate business because of that? Nope. Nope. So figure out what works for you and your clients, guys. I'm, I'm, I, my clients know, and I have someone backing me up if it's time sensitive. I do have a partner, so I have that available. But like, does anything really need to be solved from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night? Truly, that can't be solved at 8.30 or 9 or 10, which is when I used to talk to most of my clients anyway. My right. kids would go to sleep, their kids would go to sleep, and then I'd be talking to them at 10 o'clock at night, which is what you all do. So that's what works for me. 6 a.m. in the morning, eight, eight, six to eight morning and night. Phone goes in a drawer. What, what else you got the for actionable takeaways that, that people can use? I would say, see how long you, if you work out, see how long you can go without music. Because tech is, tech, tech is not just cell phones, you know? Just play with it. Find, figure out how dependent you are by taking it away. And if you're, you feel yourself like, oh, I can't function without it, uh, that's a sign. That's usually a sign that the pendulum has swung too far one direction. We need to bring it back. So it, it allows me, you know, I'll go, I love my music, but sometimes I'll go without just so I can figure, you know, connect to what's really going on. I love it. I love it. Well, anything else you got on your list? Um, go ahead. You can go ahead. We can, we can. No, I, I, I shared my one. I want you to keep rolling, dude. Oh, well, ooh, back to me. Yeah, I would just say, you like said, no music. Um, Jesse talked about putting the the, the cell phone down. Um, what else? Let me see. What's another one? I highly would recommend if you're going to go on a trip, you know, set it up where you don't like Jesse went away for a year. That's like my hair is like I could feel my hair growing thinking about that, like not having a phone. <laughs> Just my hair just grew thinking about that, Jesse. Um, but what we're practicing right now is we're doing the Christmas Eve with, with nothing. Yeah. And it's allowing us to practice. What, you know, we didn't start there, but start with the little things. Literally, whether it's a half an hour, five minutes, 10 minutes, however you can handle it. That's however much say. you can handle. That's what I was going to say. Start there. And I got one question to, to wrap this up with for you, if you honest, but start there with like, guys, if you can't do twice a day, do once a day, do 30 minutes, do an hour, put your phone in a drawer. And who's, who wants to take this on as a challenge for the next, like, next, it's called next seven days. Danny yeah. is in for seven yeah. days. If, if somebody who doesn't want to do seven, try a day. Okay. But I'd try for at least seven. And if you, if you screwed up one day, it doesn't matter. It's starting the next day. Give yourself some grace, right? Give yourself some permission to, to see how it feels and see what it's like to stick your phone in a drawer for 30 minutes or an hour. Like as realtors, the honest, here's how I want to wrap this up. As realtors, you and I agree, we make our money by being responsive and creating an amazing client experience. Agreed? Absolutely. Yes. You are a successful agent. Your clients love you. I know this because I've, I've seen stuff online. I mean, I've probably talked to some of your clients at some point. Mm -hmm. What does taking a little, like being aware of your connection to technology and keeping a little distance from it sometimes, what has that done for you as an agent? Well, it's allowed me to not miss the opportunity to enhance my client's experience. Because if I have a head full of this, there's like subtle cues that, you know, we can help them close the deal, but sometimes just closing the deals, that's, only a small part of what we can offer to them as, as a service. And, and any negatives that you found so far by disconnecting from tech from time to time? 
Absolutely not. No okay. negatives at all. Other than my personal, like, you know, withdrawals and discomfort and unease. But once I get past that, it's like, I, you know, I feel like a better person and I feel like, you know, it definitely helps me in my business. So, so it helps him in his business. There's no negatives to think of. He's told a few stories, but just to bring it together, how important is it to you in your life and your connection with your family and everything else in terms of that, having a little disconnection from tech? I mean, it's everything. I mean, because we started that with our kids at five and 10, just two weeks ago, as a family, we went skydiving 15,000 feet. You know, all four of us was all in. And we do that together. And we're not just the old crusty parents. We're like, we we connect with our kids and it allows us and it it helps me just feel like my, my life is more enhanced than the now. I, I love that. P Patrina just typed in the chat box that if you're listening to the recording, you can't read this, but she said, it gives us an opportunity to reset. Mm. I love mm -hmm. that, Patrina. Mm -hmm. Truly. Like, that's what this is. We are all like computers. The audience and I have geeked out on this off offline a lot. If they think about your brain like a computer, do y'all have computers that start going slower the longer you leave them on? Anybody own one of those computers that, right, the longer you leave it on or cell phone, right? You got to reset it. That's just like your brain. You got to figure out ways to put in these resets, soft resets, hard resets. That's why I love listening to Theodis and hearing your stories. You were so good with that, Theodis. So if you are committed, Danny, Petrina, who are like, I'm going to take a day off, I'm going to take a week off, drop it in the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. Let's start a post or make other posts. Like, let's start inspiring some others, right? Let's live by example. I'm not preaching to anyone to do it. It's a choice. All you make a choice. Any, uh, anything you want to add to, to, to wrap this all up, Theodis, to pull it together? Just do it. You will not be disappointed. Just do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, we, we are back here tomorrow. Uh, see, what's our topic tomorrow? I think it's, is it me? Oh, tomorrow must be December, start of December. Tomorrow oh, wow. is me. I'm talking about, nope, that's, well, December 1st, 2020, I did Flow State, how to get in your zone with your business, but that's not the topic tomorrow. Zach, what's our topic tomorrow? Oh, we got Sydney here. Is, uh, is Sydney our extra, oh, Sydney and Michael Carr. Ooh, all right, Piotr, is ready for what tomorrow is? We've got Michael Carr, who runs an amazing team and brokerage out of Atlanta. They have, I mean, they've got a great business and his right-hand woman, Sydney, we are going over how to find the right support in your world. Plus, if you are that support, how do you be that person to like, basically Sydney helps run Michael's life. She actually started off as like an assistant, but she's also an agent. She's one of the top agents in the brokerage. She's an incredibly effective human being. She's definitely more introverted than extroverted, which is why I want to have her on as a guest. I'm like, Sydney, will you please just come on with Michael and break down the dynamic between you guys and what makes it so powerful? So that's what we're doing tomorrow morning. It's be a great topic. Sweet. All right, Theodis, this is great today, man. All right. See you guys later. Thank I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Bye. Have a good day, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.